Darren Belt, Jason Huang, a.k.a. Cougar. Representatives of the Caw Valley Kickball League, thank you very much for joining us here at Lawrence.com for our pre-semifinals podcast of the kickball season. Thanks for having us out here. It's, it's our pleasure. Let's just get right to it. Past is prelude. How has the season shaped up thus far, in your opinion? And if you had to sum it up in one word, would it be heroic, Herculean, uh, ham-towned, hotter than balls? If that was one word, if you put a lot of dashes in there, it could, I think, conceivably. How would you summarize the season thus far? I would call it unpredictable. And for the simple fact is that there are, you know, some teams have risen up from where you know, no one had any expectations of. You know, case in point, you know, the Eldridge, who last year had only three wins you know, in the very first season. And this year, just coming out of nowhere, have you know, better records in the season at 9-1, and one, including a win over Love Guard and believe in week six. And another one is Jazz House, you know, a team that was there, what, three years ago. And he came back with a two-year hiatus, and they come back and have an undefeated season at ten and zero. And I didn't think that that ten and zero season would be duplicated from you know how Papakinos did last year. Well, of course, Papakinos is now you know, Jayhawk Guthrie. And the fact that you know two of the Giants were taken down. I just mentioned Eldridge was taken down by uh, Lovegar, who are the defending Cavalier Kickball League champions. Liberty Hall, actually. What, what's that? They were taken down by Liberty Hall. Liberty Hall. No, well, Eldridge, Eldridge was taken down yes. by Liberty Hall, but yeah. But yeah. The, also that Eastsiders, uh, they fell to Jazz House in, in uh, Week 9, mm-hmm. which I really didn't uh, see it coming. So it's either you know isolated incidents where uh, these two teams caught these Giants at the right time, or maybe it's the changing of the guard of the, you know, uh, the past, these, uh, these big Giants of Caw Valley Kickball League. Uh, it's just you know teams changing as far as going up or down. Mm. Anything you'd like to add to that? Well, the Coug pretty much covered it there. I would say, Gavin, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and call this season thus far Kicktastic. Ooh! <laughs> and the reason, the reason why I say that is is that um, on the website and the, the blog spinoffs that we have, um, we have sort of lamented this uh, – not lamented, I'd say. We have this old garden league that has consistently performed at the top end of the league uh, for really the last five, six years. And now we have these newer teams, newer, younger teams mm-hmm. – and much more attractive teams, I might add, coming into the league. Nubile, you might say. Yeah, Nubile. <laughs> Nubile. And, and really, that's, that's helping in terms of the appearance of the league. It's helping in terms of maybe in some attendance, because some of these teams are substantial in size with large rosters. Um, and it's kind of nice just to have... Uh, uh, so when the Final Four occurs this year, let me jump right to that, yeah. uh, the, the possibility of having two teams that have never been there before is, is, a, is a real possibility, as opposed to the last few years, it's been the same four or five teams. So, hmm. so it's been very fluid this year. The, the expectations have been turned on their head. No, they have been, and it's just... Um, you know, again, I thought that you know each season would just be you know not saying it's boring or anything like that. It was just the same old song. Is mm-hmm. that you have the same giants like the, you know the Love Garden again? Last year they were Billy's constructed the defending kick, Call Valley kickball champions, Eastsiders, who were champions two, uh, two seasons ago. They were the runner-up uh, last year. Uh, Papa Keenan, which is now Jayhawk Guttering, who has always had this label as the best team to never you know win it all. And another one is uh, you know Red Line has always been there. You're not exactly the 
uh, very elite, but always the, the 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 best of the second tier teams, and Sun Creations, who people knew that you know they were the super group uh, consisting of two old teams, uh, some from Red Lion, some from Ballnet, which Ballnet is now Larry's Buzz to be the super squad, which they are with the number one you know RPI ranking, which stands for Ratings Percentage Index. So uh, I think that. Uh, with Eldridge and Jazz House uh, being there, uh, rising to the top, along with you know t- t- uh, teams like Screamers, also in the first season, I had a nine one record, um, and Free State Brewery always getting better gets seven and three. I just think that you know I think there's you know, there's more teams to be more involved, knowing that some teams that were not quite as good last year can do really really well the year after, and that gives some hopes for these teams who are not just there thinking that they're going to be there each week to get bludgeoned by all these giants. <laughs> and we already discussed sort of the influx mm-hmm. of new blood into the league this year. Would you say that this season's slate of contenders offers maybe the most talented field of binge drinkers that you have seen thus far? Easily. Yeah. Easily. And I, I would actually go ahead and jump to the bottom of the brackets and say those are the most gifted drinking teams in the league. <laughs> but then, but then that may, that may, Is there a corollary there? There may be a corollary. But I would also say, um, in fairness, that some of the higher seeds would maybe object to me giving that title full to them without giving them the full opportunity to prove their worth on the field. Drinking and not drinking. Mm-hmm. And just to make note, as uh, uh, KVKL does not, um, we don't recommend that players drink while they're playing. So of course, yes. We don't, we don't fully endorse alcohol yes. consumption. It's just sort of a byproduct of what we do. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of like uh, an environmental factor you have to deal with. It like is. The, the humidity, you know, rain, uh, sun, and beer. And beer. Yeah. beer. And it's a force of nature yes, that you just have yes. to contend with. Yeah, and just <laughs> when okay, the the refs are actually cold from the teams themselves. The players they are, are mm-hmm. refing right. the teams, right? right? Like and is it ever an issue when the refs are as drunk as the players? Very much so. That's a, refing in general is a contentious issue because you are how it works is, is each field has two games generally speaking. So the late game ref, people will ref the early game and the early game will ref the late game. So, and generally the early game when they've already played, they ha- not that this is statistically proven, but they certainly have less incentive to stay sober through that late game as opposed to the early guys, which are waiting for their late game. So if someone were to do a case study on that, not that I'm su- suggesting that someone like Cougar might be interested in a case study like that. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. I never drink so much. Refing in general is contentious because um, we're, you know, it's a volunteer league, and we're, there are a lot of unqualified people that end up refing. And you know, we've actually made real progress towards – I feel we've made real progress towards improving the quality of refs. Um, but drunkenness on occasion can be a factor just to answer your question. Mm-hmm. Although I think that's um – Again, that's just something that adds another layer of, um, you know, <laughs> competition to everything. You know, it's an sure. environmental factor that you have to overcome, kind of like, you know, uh, a, a sand trap or, right. you know, getting right. in the rough. Like, right. you know, actually having to trip over empty PBR cans on the field, I think. Right. The peer, peer pressure applies both ways. Because, yeah. you know, for example, if, Gavin, if you're on a team and someone was applying peer pressure to you, it's like, Gavin, four or five PBRs, that's not enough. You've got to drink seven more. At the same time, <laughs> those same people, may, or, or Osa, whatever your favorite is, at yes. the same time, the peer pressure is there to be a better referee. Mm-hmm. So, And certainly there's a correlation between drinking and being a poor referee. I'll go ahead and say it, even though that one could assume that that was the case. Yes. Right? So, But it, the good thing is that peer pressure is not it's encapsulated for power drinking, for example. Right, sure. right, right. So. It seems that the... Um, 
confluence of drinking and these very heightened passions when people are on the field. Like people, people kind of lose themselves in this game. Oh, yeah. Like you wouldn't think that, you know, kicking a rubber ball on a <laughs> diamond would elicit such intense sort of fierce drive in people. But when you combine uh, that sort of um, overwhelming sort of Viking berserker uh, lust with a lot of booze. Wow. <laughs> do do the, does this sometimes spill over? Do I, like it, I, I heard that there there have been altercations, like not like full blown, like mm, jumping yeah. people in the parking lot sort of stuff. Yeah. a lot of well, frayed I, frayed nerve. Yeah, I think that you know, there are cases where those who you know get a little more inebriated, you know, combine that with the you know the testosterone of being in a you know <laughs> competitive league, especially when the vast majority of these players are. We'll just say horrible athletes. Mm-hmm. Hate to say this, but vast majority. That's a vast majority. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it sounds hard. That's to a lot of slapping around, kid. Well, I, I'm not an athlete. But I don't drink, so I can't do that. So, but whenever, when they combine, I mean, they get you know they will get jacked up, and then when things don't go their way via you know, it's a close game. Uh, you're down a lot, or a, a call goes against them. But there's referees combined alcohol. Yeah, they'll they'll get belligerent. But I think you know, it can go the other way as well, where you know if they drink and then they, they go out there and play kickball, and they basically they don't give a flip. Um, they just they're just there to be really really, really mellow. And you figure that'd be a, a, always a good thing, but uh, not so. It's like sometimes like when you talk about drinking and you know refing, sometimes when you drink, you just you know you're not always you know, on the ball as far as making the calls, and you know you know what, like he or she may miss a call. And someone out there, you know, you, you try to play, you know, for fun, also, but also to be, you know, play fairly. And when you miss one that might be alcohol related, then you know what? That might you know, pose uh, some problems if the people are not careful uh, within themselves. Mm. But you know, I think for the, for the most part, you know, I think everyone in the league, uh, for, for the most part, they get along pretty well. Mm-hmm. And they knew that if someone was, you know, was, you know, they drunk or sober or wh- whatever. I think they. Uh, see that and they don't quite take it so seriously but at the same time they, they have an understanding that they are there to you know have fun play fairly and to win and then you know and hopefully it won't escalate and so far i think in most instances that hasn't escalated mm-hmm. badly and, and heat's also a factor we do play during the dog days oh, yeah. of the summer yeah. and you know that that wears people down and, and not all are spring chickens like kook here so oh, gosh the, you know, <laughs> there's a wide range of ages in the league which is nice because it's not just uh, it's not uh, pre, post, or 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 well, first mid mid thirties. First of all, I'm a chicken. I'm not a spring chicken. I don't know. I think a rotten chicken. Would be I wanted to mention that in your 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 comment about that was the first uh, reference of Nordic mm-hmm. religious iconography I've heard in terms of kickball. Yeah. Kickball. Now yeah. other religious uh, mantras are used sometimes. <laughs> Mostly uh, in, Jesus fucking Christ. Sometimes in vain. That's, that's a possibility. Yeah. But you know that's it's. I'm impressed that you brought out the Scandinavian guts because they are certainly not addressed enough in Kabbalah like kickball. And, and I would I would say that uh, Hobbs Field is tantamount to Valhalla. It is. It is. It minus, is the Valhalla of kickball. Minus uh. the tree of life because we don't possess just one tree. There's a whole <laughs> row, a grove of trees on the outside. So. Great Odin's beard. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> getting to the more uh, dramatic and uh, salacious aspects of kickball. Titular. Are, yeah. <laughs> how, how, are there any sort of like Yankees Red Sox rivalries or like Ollie Frazier sort of rivalries or at the very least Bugs Bunny, Elmer Fudd rivalries? Is, like, is there. 
either just isolated to this season or throughout the history of Caw Valley kickball, the are there franchises that find themselves constantly at odds with one another? Well, yes. Well, yes. as far as Bucks Bunny, Elmer Fudd, I mean, that's constitutes basically one basically having their way against another team, a, a la Bugs Bunny doing all these tricks, Elmer Fudd going... <laughs> Ooh, Askley Wabbin, all that. That's yeah. a horrible person. The Coyote Roadrunners, maybe more. Yeah, there, yeah. So. But I think that, you know, one of those is uh, Bugs Bunny, Elmer Fudd, not to be you know, offensive about that, is, well, you know, it's Free State and uh, J.R. Garner, or a, a la Papakino uh, is what they used to be called, or, also, or you know, Papakino's J.R. Garnering versus uh, Yellow Sub. You know, each, each year they always seem to have uh, those two teams, all Red Lion. So those are three teams, Mad Creek, Red Lion, and Free State Brewery. They are the uh, the Elmer Fudd of, I guess, the Cava Kickball League uh, against the Bugs Bunny, which is, you know, J.R. Guttering slash uh, Papakinos. But uh, it's nothing, you know, they're wrong with that. They just always have the numbers. Now, as far as the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry, and I mean, like, how uh, intense it could be, I would say that, you know, one of them is um, – Eastsiders and Love Garden, which mm-hmm. used to be you know, used to be Billy's construct, and the reason why these two teams have met each other in the championship game for the past two years, uh, and two years ago it was uh, Eastsiders. Back then they were uh, Milton's. Two years ago, Milton's or Murder Inc. or no, or Colmania. Colmania's was last year, and Milton's was two years ago when they won the championship. Okay. Back when you know Eastsiders was Milton's uh, two years ago, they went to extra innings. They beat the back then uh, Billy's construction. Uh, and then you know, uh, last year, still Billy's Construction. Now it's Cool Maniacs. I don't know why they changed their names. I don't get it. But uh, 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 Billy's Construction license, I guess so. But uh, Billy's Construction got the revenge and beat uh, uh, the East. Uh, not East Sider. Yeah, East Sider slash Cool Maniacs for the championship. Of course, Darren would know something about that because he was a champion himself last year for that squad. And I, uh, we should take this opportunity for full disclosure full to say that game. both of our experts are in fact. On teams, and uh, they're doing their best to divest themselves of any bias and and proffer very objective analysis here. Uh, And uh, Coogs, you are on the Slow Rise uh, Roadhouse squad, so... And I am on the jail guttering. Okay, squad. Yeah. And one last thing is that another one that's a kind of a rivalry kind of deal, although it's not quite so much in the past, is, uh, this is funny, jail guttering slash Weasby Kinos versus, well, the rest of the league. Because <laughs> I know, I'm serious about this because for the longest time, it always seems like the, the rest of the league, uh, for some reason, always you know, seems to gang up on Papakino's uh, slash J.R. Gunnery. And the reason why, I guess, is the fact that they're the most intense, you know, competitive team in the league. They've been that way since they came in the league mm-hmm. in 2004. And to, to, to some people, it rubs in the wrong way because they, you know, there's always the two schools of thought. You either play for, you know, play for shits and giggles uh, and you do drink beer or whatever and, and sometimes that, that ends up becoming beer shits and giggles yes. beer shits and giggles another one is just being, playing you know balls deep no offense to Matt Greek that's how they call, <laughs> call themselves and being really competitive and they are the most competitive they'll do whatever it takes to you win. know legally to win but they you know you know, but not everything. They're not going to, you know, slide under your legs or, yeah, or intentionally sharpen their cleats, sharpen like their cleats and there, go for the kneecaps. Go for kneecaps. Yeah. Yeah. They don't do that. But in, it seems like the rest of the league's mind, it seems that that's how they, what their mentality is. They basically sharpen their cleats and, you know, go after it. 
Um, and each year, whenever you know Papakinos you know, seems to, for some uh, reason, you know falter in the playoffs and not win at all as expected, they expected to do. You know, the rest of the league, in a way, kind of relishes in it. But uh, as of recently, you know, these teams got you know got to know Papakinos again. Mm-hmm. Now is Gerald Gunnery. They think that this team is not uh, quite so bad. And have they simmered their you know? You know, bad boy image as far as the J.R. Gregory. Yeah, they lust and hate a little, <laughs> but they're still just as competitive as they were uh, uh, in the past. So um, while the the rivalry between J.R. Gregory versus the rest of the world is not quite as intense. I think there's still a little bit of sentiment about that going on. And I, I do seem to recall, and uh, since you were on the receiving end of some of this uh, bile and venom, yes. uh, one of the games I went to last season, uh, Papa Kino's was mocked uh, by a basket full of uh, pizza rolls. Uh, Totino's pizza yeah, rolls. That's right. Yeah. It was against Blom right. Man Vintage, which is now Dead Cats. That was excellent mocking. I have to give uh, Phil, a wild man, a um, big thumbs up for that. He did a very nice job, and that was uh, tastefully done, no pun intended. It, 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 you know, it was tasty. I had some of those pizza you, rolls. It, was, it, it wasn't just for show. Those, they, they were warm. <laughs> they were juicy. <laughs> very tasty. <Yes. laughs> but I think Kook has a point there, and I think that is that relationship, excuse me, that relationship with uh, Papa Kino's and now Jayhawk Guttering has been um, has a historic relationship, historical relationship, but not necessarily relevant today. Because if you look at the records, they do not have. They, they did win their division, but they don't have a prominent record. They don't. They're not featured as prominently as they once were. There are other teams that are equally competitive. <laughs> and it, this is where I talk my team down. But this is and this is the first season I played on the team, so I didn't participate on the the Papa Kino's okay. teams. This is the first first time I've been able to uh, receive that spit and venom on this particular team. So. I think it's funny that you're saying this, Darren, that you're, you're quasi-talking down to your J.R. Garing team. So let me just bring it back up objectively instead of you trying to be you know, very, very modest, which, of course, we all know one of the modest guys uh, in the league, Mr. Darren Belt. So, he, but, uh, he oozes humble. He oozes humble here. And me, I don't know what I ooze. But, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, J.R. Guttering, you know, they, they won their division. I think this is, they've won their division for the past uh, four seasons and, you know, an 8 and 2 record. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, you know, they have a very good record. And they beat Sun Creations their very first week. Granted, you know, they were down a player uh, for half the game. And the fact that you know, this team, uh, they've still one of the more talented teams in the league. Now, granted, they didn't. Go undefeated like they did last year. Something I thought wasn't going to be duplicated uh, ever again. Unlike, but it did this year with J- uh, Jazz House. Mm-hmm. But I think the you know, Jayhawk Gunnering, you know, it's, I think it's a little bit under the radar, and this might be a blessing disguise uh, for Jayhawk Gunnering. Is that you know, they're no longer the the number one target as far as the team to beat. I think the, this year it is Sun Creations, mm-hmm. uh, the nine one one record and the number one RPI. It does make a difference because I think the league really wants a team to despise. I think the league wants somebody they can uh, tip yeah. their hat to and say, you know, that team is really flipping good. I don't like them. <laughs> sort, of, sort of like <laughs> the Duke like uh, of uh, the kickball league or the, or the Yankees. The, yeah, the Yankees. Sure. You know, and we, you know, we, do, we do have those. Right, but you made the, the baseball parallel earlier, but uh, we have the Yankees and the Red Sox, but we also have the, Blue J- or the Tampa Bay Devil the Rays this year. We have yeah. those teams that kind of have built themselves up on their own, uh, pulled themselves by their own. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, I we should have a banjo playing in the background right now. <laughs> playing the theme to deliver. Yes. <laughs> Somebody's got to squeal like a pig. Yeah, we, and so, yeah, so we have, we have, I think we have all, all comparisons in this league, you know, we have yeah. teams of varied ability and varied attitudes. And he spoke earlier about the split between the competitive and not, and that that's a real rift in our league about whether we should be a beer league or whether we should be a competitive league. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. something that we'll either have to address 
or continue to ignore as the season goes on. <laughs> or just enjoy that sort of erotic tension. It is. Oh, sure, it's absolutely. like Vesuvius ready to erupt. <laughs> it's already erupted, I guess. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Um, and back to sort of the, uh, the stagecraft, uh, the showmanship <laughs> angle of... Cavella kickball. Yes. I remember last year. There is everything from uh, choreographed pirate dance numbers fabulous, oh fabulous to uh, live goats on the field, the goats. Yeah. Uh, to men dressing up as space age androids uh, running yeah. around in a cape. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm wondering if there has been any level of this tomfoolery uh, this season. Well, well, as you also forgot to mention what happened last year during the middle of uh, actually the middle of the season last year in the game of the week, someone actually streaked on the field. Ooh, wasn't that the, that was the first game of the season last year? Was it the first? It was I, the first game because it was the game that was. In, oh the yeah, that's right. Yeah, it yeah. was the first game in the week. It was the middle of the season. I believe yeah. the middle of the season. A, a historic downtown Lawrence figure was able to unclothe himself unnoticed and rip across the field. <laughs> oh my god! And disappear into the. And he jumped the over night. the center field fence, which he, is pretty high. It really is. Being in his, who, you know, being, who did this? Who did this? I don't even know. Uh, the you, person whose name I don't think I meant liberty to say, but I'll say this much. Uh, it was an impressive athletic feat. Uh-huh. Sober or not, I would probably lean more towards the not sober side. But yeah. I think that there should be actually be some traditional event where we do that every season where we see who can leap the fence that effectively. Nude. Oh, Nude. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Unfortunately, all Are they allowed to wear sneakers? He was wearing sneakers. Okay, so, all right. Yeah. Goes, you, you, so. you get more oomph on your jump. Yeah, you <laughs> but, but putting the balls back in kickball. <laughs> but to answer your question, is the tomfoolery as as big as it was uh, last year? It, honestly, no, it hasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, although last week there was someone, no, two weeks ago there was someone for Sacred Store dressed up as a dinosaur, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. Ray went around a Sacred Store. Eh. I know, it's, I know, people seem like <laughs> the bar was set too high last year. I would like to change. I would like to lobby right now. I don't have any influence over Josh Hunt, who's the captain of the Sacred Sword, but I would like to lobby that they change their name to the Umbilical Swords the umbilical instead of the swords. Sacred Sword. Sacred just, you know, just to throw that, just so when Josh, <laughs> if Josh ever names the Sacred <laughs> Are you calling them babies? No. Umbilical Swords. <laughs> it's, you know, when we have our, uh, our meetings in person, he'll know that I meant well in my jest, so... <laughs> Nice inside joke, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, the Tom Fury, I think, you know, I don't think it's you know, quite as big. And, and to a certain extent, I kind of miss it because, like, mm-hmm. the way the pirate dances that uh, the pirates uh, used to do, who are now the, mu- the mustaches, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it, that was interesting, for instance, to say the least. And also, um, when people threw water balloons on the field, that was after the game yeah. and so forth. And, um, and again, that streaker and so forth. That's, and the, with the Totinos uh, mocking uh, Papakinos uh, when they play against Wildman Vintage, I do kind of miss the, the Tom Fleury. And maybe it's not too late. It's like when the playoffs come, even though if people are supposed to get serious because, you know, one loss and you're done, then maybe the people are be coerced to uh, do all that, you know, Tom Fleury stuff. And, 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 the, and the possibilities are endless. So mm-hmm. I would, I, it, it would be nice this year that when, when teams, because teams obviously will lose. You know, a, a large chunk of the league will lose uh, 16. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. My math is bad. We'll lose 12 teams this weekend. Yeah. So we'll be down there to – There are 16. You're right. No, I'm sorry. Sorry. We'll lose 20 teams this weekend. We'll be down to eight teams next weekend. That's right, yeah. So 20 teams. So hopefully we can maintain the interest from those existing teams that are no longer playing and we can get them to come out into the games because that's when the tomfoolery happens, when there's a lot – when there's the masses of people out yeah. there and – 
Generally, it's reserved for the game of the week under the lights. It, it has traditionally been because that's when that's, you'll have your biggest audience. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And, in fact, in, in that, the game you were talking about, they also have, in the Pirate Dance, they also had the uh, death metal band playing out in center field that day. Oh, that's oh, right. How could you forget? That was, I wasn't there for that one. Uh, I wasn't there for that and one. And actually, we, we talked about doing um, – we just talked briefly about doing uh, air guitar championships during seven innings nice. on because I thought you know that would be you know who you know a nice maybe cardboard air guitar to some song <laughs> air guitar and kickball do seem to occupy the oh, same universe. <laughs> Look at any blog and website you're going like to see they're, air guitar. They're both, they're both competitive endeavors that most people find very silly. <laughs> That's right, where the mockery is abound. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, but uh, let's. For those who are now placing their bets, they're in Vegas or you know they're they're Atlantic they're, City. Yeah, they're they're working the markets in Ireland right now. Um, uh, predictions, like I, I again, you do suffer from a conflict of interest, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, objectively speaking, who do you expect to make it into the finals? The finals, um, I th- I've gone to the final four here. Um, call me someone who's a frontrunner, I guess, or whatever, but I don't see any upsets that might come abound. You know, coming out of the Edgewood East uh, bracket, uh, I still see number one overall seed, the Sun Creations uh, uh, do come out of that. It might get some resistance from Love Garden in the semi, and the uh, uh, the qu- quarterfinals. They're going to beat Tellers, though. I mean, so there are that, some. Compa- they have to beat Tellers. They have to beat Tellers. That's so there true. are some compelling matchups up to that. And that'll be the game of the week coming up uh, this uh, Sunday at nine thirty at Hobbs. So I think Sun Creek will come out of that. On the other side, uh, South Park. The, uh, you know, I, I don't. I think Sega Star will come out of that. And Sega Star has been one of these, you know, quiet teams who, you know, the most dedicated teams. They practice pretty much every week. And I've practiced with them uh, one week. And mm-hmm. they really, you know, are de- most dedicated as far as, you know, uh, getting be- uh, practicing and getting better and uh, just doing that. I think they'll be that. Holding aloft that sword is a sacred duty. It sacred is. duties. Yeah. <laughs> just, just think about umbilical duty. swords right now while you're, while you're doing umbilical this. Umbilical swords. Okay. <laughs> just, just, let, just let that simmer. I'll try, I'll try for that. But <laughs> is it, is it, I, I mean, I'm, I'm again stymied by this. Is this calling into question their, uh, their, their ability to maintain an erection, like a wet noodle sort of I syndrome? Mean, knowing some of the gentlemen on that team, I wouldn't Uh-oh. say that that's unreasonable. Oh, no. Smack talk is getting serious. You know, these 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 gentlemen are all fine individuals, and I can't speak to their sexual prowess. So I'd like to retract that statement from the record. I don't know how far that, but I, but so uh, you're doing your 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 final four right oh, now. Oh yeah, because I'm writing this down. So yeah, I'm yeah, accountable yeah. to this. Uh, you know? The Woodlawn bracket. Um, actually, I have a, a dark horse there. I know the Jazz House is number number one seed in that bracket, but actually, I see Redline the number three seed coming Ooh. out of the bracket. And the reason why is that I think that a little bit under the radar, and they have the most play, playoff experience of all the teams. Yeah, you have Jazz House, you know, ten zero, you know, a, a great season, uh, and also you have the Screamers, uh, the two seed. But you know these two teams. You know, I hate to take away from their seasons uh, because Screamers nine and one, Jazz House ten. Though they both play actually relatively uh, weak schedules. Uh, you know, so I think that they haven't been you know, totally tested. I know Jazz House beat Eastsiders in Week Nine, but I don't think they're totally tested when the pressure is there. So I think Red Lion, uh, who's been there for a year and year out as a you know one of the better second tier teams, will come out of the Wedlong bracket. And finally, at the Water Tower bracket, I know Darren might be blushing when I say this. I do think that J.R. Gunning will come uh, out of that bracket. With biggest resistance is the two seed Eastsiders again, last year's uh, runner up. But Eastsiders, you know, they're a funny team. They'll go up and down, up and down. It's like 
they'll play up to their opponent, uh, a la they beat uh, Love Garn and you know J.R. Gunnery. Mm-hmm. But then you know they'll uh, play. It kind of played down to their point. I know Jazz has had a good season, but I, thought, I was still surprised as the Eastsiders lost to Jazz South. And then they have like these wins over the Mustaches and the Weavers, or they just really put on cruise control. They and they and I know winning, winning margin of victory is not the biggest thing or should be emphasized, but it's like they kind of they just put in cruise control, just go through the motions mm-hmm. and just do they're that. They're a veteran team. And they are a veteran they're, team. They're, they're used to playing those games. So yeah, they, really, they're they're actually better suited to play in the playoffs than they are during the season. So, mm-hmm. so and, and as far as the... The, the, the sleeping camp, giant. The sleeping... Yeah. They could be... I, in fact, if, if I think Coog's right. If there's a sleeping giant, it's going to come out of that that bracket where J.L. Gutter and the Eastsiders reside. And I think the Jazz House bracket is the most interesting that's where yeah, the, that's where I the agree. biggest surprises could happen but it, sun creations and eldritch or sacred sword i think those are new I, you know it could be that this is all for naught sun creations are just going to walk their way into the championship as much as you know they've just been they've been just killing people they've been killing year. people they've yeah. just been pasting people i mean it's been doping maybe maybe there might be uh-huh. some human growth hormone and you know if they get enough sleep oh their gosh. bodies will produce enough hgh without any oh, extra gosh. doping <laughs> i actually heard a little bit about uh, sun creations and how they're 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 kind of forged in this from the, yeah yeah right. from something? hell's heart from- they stab at me <laughs> like they, they work in this apparently air conditionless warehouse all year <laughs> just sort of like a sweat box you know getting ready for the competition is it like drago and rocky four exactly there you go yes or they're on a vision quest you know they're just in the sweat lodge and just like, they're on peyote and their brain's just on an astral plane i can't come up with an equally bad movie you guys have totally tried so. <laughs> trying to think of any other matthew modine wrestling films from, uh, i don't think they were only that one I yeah think, so. <laughs> uh, um so so my pick to win it all yes. will be Sun Creations, but I, yeah, I, I you know, it, I, I, I kind of, I like where Coog was heading with this because I think, I think Sacred Sword has the ability, and, and uh, they, they can, they just sort of stifle you. They'll just kind of, like a snake, and they'll restrict you until you pop, and then they'll swallow <laughs> you whole. <laughs> just, and then, and then so jail. I think it's either going to be Jail Guttering or East Siders that are going to come out of that bottom bracket, and I think that they will beat whoever they play in that top bracket, even if it's a Jazz House. So. Yeah. But you know who knows what happened in this bracket because uh, and there could you know, be some upsets. You know, case in let's point. Hope. Let's hope. Let's well, hope that's what we're going to league. Yeah. yeah. What was it? Uh, two seasons ago, I believe, is that uh, was Wildman Vintage. They upset uh, Papa Kinos uh, in the playoffs, and they, that was in the uh, the quarterfinals. Yep. It was yeah, and it, that was I, I saw that score. I was like, to get to the final four, right? Get, get to the, get to the final four. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, I was shocked because you know, Jay, you know Papa Kino's two seasons ago went like nine and one in the season, and they, they lost this upstart in a wild man vintage. Mm-hmm. So so maybe you know some who are now the dead cats. We're now the dead cats for cross referencing. I was going to ask dead cats. Yes, what up? I mean, is that I specifically no referencing? Is that you know we've actually received now? I have to say this in. Jail. Yes, we, we do not have a league telephone number. Yeah. But if we did, I assume that ASPCA or the Lawrence Humane Society would be regularly calling us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I would like to see a Dead Cat's Mustaches matchup. Oh, it's uh, happened. In, in oh, that it elder- has happened. Oh, oh, yeah? Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 And it was, I think it was a pretty good game, and I think it was... Five to four was the final score. Well, there yeah. you go. Cougars on the, on top of it. Yeah, so. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a rivalry I'd like to see flourish. Yes, like mustaches sure. versus dead cats. Yes. Sure, that's yeah. kind of like a sort of a gangs of New York. You know, a street rumble. 
Like the dead cats I'm picturing actually swinging dead cats yeah, above yeah. their head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The mustaches are just twirling like Tor-ish. Butcher Bill. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> and also, like, you could probably arrange uh, mustache and dead cat into a really disgusting sex joke. I'm, I'm, it's in there. Do you uh, have it? I, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that up to the <laughs> listeners. Yeah. That's going to be sort of See, like the I open competition. It's, it's there for you. you <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to spoil it for yeah, everybody. I, I, I just like, leave comments uh, on Lawrence.com. <laughs> <laughs> what, what sort of and disgusting dead cat mustache uh, pun uh, that you would like to see? And maybe the teams can join forces and make a really disgusting T-shirt next and year. I do feel compelled to say the mustache has played an incredibly hard record, and they were yeah. zero and ten this year. Yeah. And so oh. they, yes, they had a tough year. Yeah. Jesus, so. yeah, <laughs> mustache rides ain't free. <laughs> there it is. Can you throw a dead cat in there? Yeah. <laughs> So I guess you could have right there. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's something about uh, the smell of dead cat on my upper lip, and I'm just gonna again imaginations. Please, I tell you what this this whole interview has been uh, your gift to me, Gavin. I'll tell you, I really I appreciate the time. That you're uh, okay, so we have we've we've made our predictions about Final Four. Yeah. Uh, did you actually? Who do you think's gonna take it all? Who do I think is take take it all? Uh, I just hate to sound like a broken record. But I'll just say it is uh, Sun Creation. Sun Creation. Um, so you're both kind of on the same page. Yeah, Sun we, uh, we are. And, you know. you know, and, of course, you know, the rest of the league are hoping that you know, us praising Sun Creations will give them you know, enough hot air to go to Mars where they'll just you know, get too cocky and they'll play themselves out of the playoffs. Yeah, they'll just be playing the rover up but there. He, he's made the point that, that Papakinos is one of those teams that has played for a long time that hasn't won a championship. Well, the guys in Sun Creations have all played for a long time too, and, yeah, and yeah. they're really nice guys. And if they were to win this year, they are certainly deserving. Absolutely. So I wouldn't throw that out there. As much as yeah. Yeah. The people people may vilify a team like Sun Creations, but they are have certainly earned their stripes this year. Nothing sure. breeds enmity like success. Success. success right. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, so we made those predictions. Follow yes, up. Uh, who's Obama going to pick for his vice president? Oh, that's a good question. Who do I want him to pick, or do I think he's going to pick? Uh, let's do both. Okay. Cool. I abstain. I'm clueless. I am so frankly, I'm about as political as a rock. <laughs> uh, that, sh- that shows that shows Cougar is very very you know diversified in his in his this, cultures. Yeah, this, I guess. it's just like a final four final four questions. Like yeah, it's, oh, it, yeah, well, so. you know, politics is kind of like sports. It is. Sometimes it gets nasty. It's, it's a context. Oh, yeah. you know, sport. You know? I'm going to go with. Uh, I would really like to see him pick, even though I know um, uh, Governor Richardson didn't fare well in the initial presidential campaign that he ran which mm-hmm. was absolutely pretty miserable and yeah horrible. he said some pretty ridiculous things massive missteps yes but you know i'm gonna go ahead and suggest that obama not ignore him as a potential candidate for a long run you know because we're, we're hopefully building not just uh this this first four-year uh, administration but for the next four and then the next four after that and the next four after that so if we actually have a if the united states has a real democratic majority that's going to ensue for 12 years you know, let's have someone in there that's actually respectful and respectable and that people will get behind. Now, who do I think he's going to pick? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I assume it's going to be someone that would be the bottom of my list. So let's go um, Tim Kaine from Tim, Tim Kaine. Uh, Joe Biden would also be at the um, bottom. Or, um, uh, like, who else would be horrible? Um I mean, Sam the, Nunn would be terrible. Sam Nunn would be bad. Uh, oh, would Evan Bai would actually make me throw up a little bit in my mouth. Just a, a little regurgitation. Yeah, right. Um, but we're, we're, we're getting on tangents about really trivial matters. Back to kickball. Right. <laughs> thanks, because thanks, my brain was going to go fall asleep. <laughs> okay, so we've, we've sort of um, established this almost Homeric 
narrative mm. for the season. Uh, this sort of epic ongoing poem that mm-hmm. is Caw Valley Kickball. Search uh, for beauty. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> um, and along those lines, um, it, it, it dovetails nicely uh, with the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, I guess my closing question to both of you gentlemen would be um, – Exactly, and if you can quantify it, and you've had a lot of statistics here, and your metrics have been very, very good uh, thus far, Cougar. Uh, but I'd like to know uh, exactly how much more badass is uh, Caw Valley Kickball than the Olympics? Oh my gosh. It's not even quantifiable, really. Uh, <laughs> you want to take this one question first? I got to think about this one. Well, <laughs> I'm just going to answer from the cuff because that's I, what I'm assuming he intended. Uh, well, we hand out no medals. Yeah. Okay. So, and I would argue that everybody is a big winner in the Carmel. <laughs> <laughs> was like like T ball. Everyone well, gets participation. Right, well, Step further. There are no there are no drug testing in the Carmel. Uh, yeah. That's a bonus. There's there you know there's no frowning. There's plenty of beer drinking. I can't say there's no frowning, but there's plenty of beer drinking without any. Horrendous consequences too. Oh, yeah. we, we have we have a fairly symbiotic relationship with our surroundings, which we can't say at the Olympics necessarily. Yes, yes. And I would say that um, our crowds are substantially smaller, but we're, they're not paid to clap, and no one is trained to clap at the Call of Duty Kickball Games. Yes, and we have very small concession stands that are not expensive. Yes, and uh, when you have fourteen-year-old uh, players on the team, you're up front. About <laughs> you would hope. <laughs> 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 Unless they're on the mustaches and they're in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what a hirsute midget. <laughs> um, but I, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of uh, narrow it down for you, Cougar. Why, why is kickball so special? It, why, and, and along those lines, is it basically a more inebriated version of the Special Olympics? <laughs> Wow, now you put, no, it, now you put it that uh, way. Yeah, well, there's going to be a boycott. You're making a whole lot of bunch of friends. <laughs> first, of all, my, first of all, it's my The same mom. people that are uh, picketing Tropic Thunder right now are going to be outside of the Lawrence.com office. <laughs> first of all, is my mom listening to this one? I don't know. Not but, yet. Uh, not yet. But uh, I, if you want to call it an enumerated version of the uh, Special Olympics, I guess you would call it that way. Because for the simple fact that, you know, uh, you know everyone's out there – just have uh, just have absolute blast every mm-hmm. Sunday because really we all look forward to this every uh, Sunday during the summertime. Uh, it's just it's something something to do, especially when they get through the monotony of when you have, to have a job or you have uh, summer classes or or whatever you do at your your t- time here in Lawrence. And even during the winter time or fall uh, or the autumn or spring, you know, whenever I wander, you know, and especially with me, I wander around space, you know. Very frequently, I'm like, when's kickball going to come around? Because I, no, I, I love it, especially okay, David Bowie. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, that's not the ethereal space you're talking about. No, you're talking about no, no. The, the, you're landed firmly on the ground. Right? Oh that's yeah, okay. inner space, inner space. Well, awesome movie, <laughs> but you know, I, I, we just love it because it's a uh, it's a league where you know some of us who are not you know the greatest athletes uh, in the world. I know I love, great the compliments from Darren saying I'm a spring chicken an athlete. Thanks, but. Uh, <laughs> 
Well, he's we'll, commenting on your legs. Actually. Our legs. <laughs> Put on some pants. Nobody wants to look at that. <laughs> Thanks. But uh, we, no, we love it. It's like uh, you know, we, it's something you need to do, and it's, it's fun because like you think kickball is something you do in grade school or at, at the blacktop playground you do on recess and now you bring, you bring it all along you know something in the league you do it with your friends you play against others and you know you do drink beer and you know it's it's just awesome and it's like it's a, a summer pastime people come to embrace us uh, in town in lawrence which everyone can get involved with and even though it can get competitive and things might get testy and so forth uh, in the end you know we all have a, just an awesome time uh together so you know i, I i've used this uh this description before and it may bore some people um the five other people that have heard me speak about kickball before <laughs> uh we've we created the call kickball league in terms of the not-for-profit status sort of as a conduit to harness this weaponry of kickball and these and bring all these people together in a community standpoint and you know it's it's basically extending our youth like cougar said a bunch of adults playing kickball and, and you know, behaving ridiculously for you know 10 13 weeks a year and, sure. and and like you said i mean people pine for it it comes around january i mean if, if like for example okay you probably won't be on the championship run this year you know people are going to be chatting on the blogs and on the website looking for new teams or seeing what the gossip's going on <laughs> they sure. they've got all this love but they, they don't know where to put it and you know this is, is a volunteer league so it's yeah. volunteerism at its core essentially yeah. <laughs> this is like it's 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 the Peace Corps with rubber balls. It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Minus the doing good for anybody, it's, it's the yeah. Peace Corps rubber balls. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's exactly as noble, though. <laughs> yeah. Can we uh, actually coin that? For yeah, please, please okay, do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, uh, gentlemen, Darren Belt. Yes, sir. And Jason Cougar Huang. That's me. Thank you very much for joining us here at Lawrence.com for our very special coverage of a very special sport. Thank you, Gavin. It's my we pleasure, man. Thanks, Gavin. Appreciate <laughs> Thank it. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> Break a leg out there on the diamond. All right. Thanks. <laughs>